This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? How is everybody doing? I don't know why I've got a double echo in my ear. I can hear my, my I can still hear my entrance music for some whatever. Anyway, uh, whatever, whatever about my technical issues. And um, we're back again. Seems like deja vu. Burnley versus Aston Villa. And I seems like yesterday when we were at, when we were doing this podcast. But alas, we have to play Burnley, whatever it was, two t- twice in the space of uh, four games and. Um, yeah, we're going to have a big say in who stays up and who goes down in the Premier League, Paddy. And I think there's quite a lot. It's, it's mad. I have a lot of friends who are Leeds fans and I'm getting messages and, and everything saying you better do us a solid tomorrow and beat Burnley so that they can, uh, you know, so that they can basically more or less stay in the race uh, to stay up uh, this season. But it's going to be an interesting one tomorrow, Paddy. And isn't it mad that... We don't really have anything to play for, yet we can influence so the lives and happiness of so many people in Manchester and in Burnley. It's a mad, mad season, isn't it? Well, it's mad, yeah. <clears throat> well, I don't remember a season where we were involved at both ends. Um, we mm. did stop. We did stop Brighton winning the championship a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, it was at that game, uh, the last game of the season. Um, I think Jack took a, a boot out and diverted it past the, the goalkeeper to, to stop them winning the championship. So. Newcastle were very happy with us that day, and uh, someone's going to be very happy with us over the next few days. It's either going to be Leeds, Burnley, Diddy, or Liverpool, and I'm I'm sick of getting messages off Leeds. Don't get any Burnley fans, mind you. <laughs> Leeds fans, City fans, and Liverpool fans messaging me. Yeah, uh, and look, as I say, it's an interesting one because I don't know. Uh, I remember there was a statistic gave AFC stat I had for us last time we were on about. Playing two teams in such short space of time like this, and it went dated back a while before it had happened. But specific, but 
definitely in the modern era of the Premier League, it certainly hasn't happened. And I don't know if it really suits us or if it suits them to have played us, uh, you know, so so recently. But then again, they do have injuries, and they have a lot of injuries potentially in the back line for tomorrow. So uh, I don't know. Are they really going to be looking forward to coming to uh, to coming to Villa Park? You know, Ben Mee is uh, still out. He's still doubtful. Um, obviously, we're not. They've they've lost uh, Mateo Vidra as well. Um, James Tarkowski, as we're going to might talk about later on, um, because there has been some link there with him on a free transfer at the end of the season. He's doubtful. Eric Peters, their left back, is doubtful. And it uh, looks like they're probably going to gonna bunker down with a back three tomorrow. It looks like our old friend and our old right back, um, Matty Loughton, will probably slot in in maybe a centre-half position alongside the two Irish internationals of Kevin Long and uh, Nathan Collins tomorrow. So I don't know, are they, are they thrilled to have to make a trip on a Thursday night before final day Sunday to Villa Park and have to play a back three that is by all intents and purposes, makeshift for them. Mm. You'd, ha- you'd have to wonder what the thinking was behind playing it on the Thursday. Like it, it's not good. For, it's not good for the title race. It's not good for the the relegation battle. We just we we've got it. We've got to think about you know that uh, that was probably done for TV, um, because Liverpool played on Tuesday night and they didn't have it on at the same time. Which in in many ways it's wrong. But look, we we've nothing to worry about. We we we're we're not in any danger. Um, as Stephen Gerrard said in his conference today, the important thing is they go out in a high because that's what mm-hmm. they're going to remember. They're going to remember this game as the last one of the season. A lot of people won't be going to, to Manchester at the weekend. So um, hopefully the crowd can get behind them. We can go out and, and, and give a good account of ourselves and get the three points because that's what it's all about. you gotta you got to respect the integrity of the league. Um, you know, We'll probably discuss in a while there's a rumour going around about 15 million if we lose to... Man City at the weekend in in Jack's clause, which would be completely unethical, and I'd be very surprised if that exists. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that exists. I I've seen counter argument. I saw I I saw one person put up about the fifteen million, and then I saw a million other people say, "Oh my God, are we go are really going to get fifteen million? And then I saw Michael Richards double down it again this morning with Talksport, but. Uh, it would have been the first I would have heard it because I remember when Aston Villa were it's, it's not even it's unethical but I remember when Aston Villa were negotiating that they wanted it in three installments of 33 million and that was that was something that was I'm I don't know did Perslow even say something like that around the time of the of the transfer as well so for me I was taken aback I was like oh this is the first time here you know that anyone has heard of a 15 yeah. million if he if he wins the Premier League I think it'd be a pretty stupid class to put in Man City's because Man City would have been hoping to win the league this year if after buying a player for exactly. hundred million. So and I don't know, any, any, any contract any, sense. any player's contract has to be sanctioned by the FA. So if if that's a, if that's in the part of the, the add ons, there'd be something seriously wrong. As far as I know, they, they can put in things like appearances yeah, and may, maybe even maybe even a Champions League win. If they won the Champions League, it might be understandable. But uh, I do believe it's a fake story, yes. Yeah, not not for a league. It's, it sounds like a ton of money for winning the league, you know, for the player mm. winning the league. Uh, I, I don't understand that. So for me, I'm going to fight it under bullshit and uh, and move on and then uh, <laughs> hope that we'll get something done. Um, 
Uh, actually, yeah, there's an interesting one there that was debunked. Yeah, so Miles says that uh, that was that not debunked as a fake account. Michael Richards was given out about it on Twitter. Um, yeah, but I think think Talksport picked up on it that he was actually saying. <laughs> this about the 15 million so there was a lot of there was a lot of cross wires a lot of uh, in a lot of places i think um yeah so it's uh yeah it's it's an interesting one um so anyway paddy i suppose let's get to you know we're not going to take up everybody's night i know that rangers in frankfurt for anybody who's up to that persuasion in frankfurt looked like they might be in true on goal are frankfurt good as oh what a tackle from calvin bassley what a tackle We've been giving out about Calvin Blassie saying that he is not. He's cracked up to be, and he was linked to Aston Villa, Paddy. But my God, is he after putting in a tackle in a half there? Sorry, I got distracted there. He's in the ball in the air. He's fouling someone. He's like Martin Scarecrow. Every every time the ball comes into him, he has somebody by the short. (laughs) Oh, that's brilliant. That's a brilliant tackle. Anyway, back to back to matters at hand. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Aston Villa, Burnley. We're going to be playing against Burnley at the weekend, and we're going to be looking, I suppose. There will be a couple of changes, I think. I think that he will change things up. Uh, I think Aston Villa at home, last home game, though, he's not going to make massive wholesale changes. Obviously, the back four will change. We will see Chambers come in there at, at, at centre-half for Kanza. Yeah. I think we'll probably see a change in midfield. Um, I don't know who, though. Um, and maybe I think we will see a change up top. I think Danny Ings could be sat down against his former club. And I think we could see the two the two <laughs> tens in position again. I think I put up a poll there. We've got 15 votes in it at the moment. And the poll I said was who will start? Will Buendia Coutinho or uh, uh, will Buendia or Coutinho start versus Burnley? And the options were Buendia, Coutinho, or both. And I've got a sneaking suspicion that he's going to play both because. I think that the crowd will go nuts tomorrow night if they don't see Bundia before the 75th minute because mm. people are just clamoring for him and, and, and he's creating chances and he's been effervescent when he comes on. And, yeah. You know, why not play him in this last home game? We don't owe anything to Burnley, to Leeds, to, to Liverpool or to Man City, as we say. We owe it to us and to, to trying to find out what partnerships are like. And I think that it would be a smart thing to play the two of them tomorrow. Well, I tell you one, I had this theory early on in the, in the week, and I tell you, in, in, after listening to Gerard today, I think it's going to happen. I think Robin Olsen will start tomorrow. And I think that's well, his role. Martinez I think is injured. Martinez has a nerve issue in his knee. Is he injured? I, I, th- I think that was already set in stone, and that's a way of uh, setting us up for it. I, I think he deserves a start for being an absolute model professional. Everyone that talks about him said he's been absolutely outstanding in the dressing room. So, uh Go with it. Go with it. Give him a run. Give him a run tomorrow because we need Martinez on Sunday. Who I still think it? we would. No, but it, it was reported like 10 minutes ago, this, 10 minutes before we came on, that uh, yeah, he had a nerve issue in his knee and he's just going to be monitored and treated. It's not going to be anything anything major for Martinez. But yeah, I think also might get a start, start yeah. tomorrow night. Swedish goalkeeper, he can't be too bad. You no. Know? But then again... No, then again, I remember when he signed, there was a lot of Sheffield United and wasn't he with Fulham, I think, previously? Everton. He was with somebody else, Ever- Everton previously. And a lot of people were saying that he wasn't worth toffee, you know. But then again, he's got all these caps for Sweden, so he must be decent. It's, mm. uh, you know, so I suppose he hasn't played all season. We brought him in on loan in January and uh, this might be the one game he gets to play. So, yeah, you could be onto something there. You could be mm. onto something there. But do you, do you think the two boys are going to start? I didn't ask you about the goalkeeper, Paddy. 
Do you think the two boys are going to start behind <laughs> Watkins, or do you think that do you think he's going to go with something similar to what we've seen previously? I think he will start Buendia and the two boys up front. I think he will save Phil for the weekend and that's how we'll line up tomorrow with one ten and the two boys up front. <sighs> I'm just getting tired. I like to throw a spanner in the works, but you go back and have a look at the that's that's what we did against these the last go, the last yeah, day. Know, yeah. You know, and, and and it was effective, so and they did in fairness he did bring Coutinho on towards the end of the game, but I ju- I just I just think he'll go like for like again. I know it was effective, but is there not anything to be said with of yeah? Well, like then, if we're going to play exactly the same team, exactly the same tactics, and we're going to we're going to well, not exactly the same team because we're by your reckoning we're going to have Robin Olsen in in goals <laughs> and, and Chambers is going to be centre half. But um, you know, is it not just the case that they could plan for us an awful lot easier if we do that? How's about we throw a spanner in their works and play Coutinho and Bundia? Possibly, uh, like possibly. we're gonna have to play the two of them at some stage together. Yeah, but like you know, and and that that's probably gonna happen at the weekend. I think that, I think the weekend is the time for it. Yeah, I really do. Um, it just it's just the physicality of of Burnley. Although they weren't too physical with us the last day, and and if you remember, I did predict that we, he would drop Coutinho against Burnley the last time. I just think that would be on his mind. That we don't want Coutinho kicked up and down the park and then having to play Man City on Sunday. So I think we've got enough in reserve to give him a rest and have him firing on all cylinders for Sunday. In relation to my Robin Olsen being having tons of caps for Norway, touche Bawateli, nor Orin Nyland has 30 plus appearances for Norway. But as we all know, Orin Nyland made the greatest ever save in Aston Villa history against Sheffield United uh, in that fateful year where we stayed up. Um, like what a save! It was unbelievable how he kept that ball out of the net. We're still talking um, about it, Neil. Still if it talking was a goal, about it. If it was a goal, they would have given it as a goal. It wasn't a goal, so you know what can we do? What can we do? Um, <laughs> but uh, I think, yeah, I, you know, you could be on something there. You could be on to that the two boys are going to play against Man City, but I just think it's. I think if you're going to play those two lads and try and one of them is going to have to withdraw into midfield if you're playing against City, and I kind of they're, they're two they're, two of them are very small. So what I'm what I'm dancing around here, and if they're going to have Rodri and if you're going to have the likes of uh, you know like he's a brute of a man, if you're going to have him in there, and then you're going to have maybe they'll probably play Fernandinho as a swan song, and well maybe if they're if they're going to win the league, they probably won't. One of the two of them might actually even need to play, play centre-half. But what I'm trying to get at here is that they're going to have a lot of bigger, stronger players to play in there. And, and I just don't know, do, do the two of those guys make sense against Man City where they can get knocked around a bit? I don't know. I don't know. I wonder tomorrow, I suppose, like the team sheet tantrum is going to be interesting tomorrow for me. Um, like we, Genuinely, we could see anything tomorrow. We could see Kanye Chukwemeka get a, get a start. We could see... Yeah. I don't know, like... It's 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 interesting because of the injuries and the amount of injuries that Burnley have. We're playing at home. I don't think we should fear anything. I don't think we should fear anything. I think I think we'll probably see Nakamba come back out of the team tomorrow. I think we'll go with the flat midfield, Ramsey, Luis, and McGinn. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what I want us to do that, but I do, I don't think that we'll we'll need a dedicated defensive midfielder tomorrow because Chambers and Mings don't go too far forward, and if if our uh, if our our two fullbacks stay at home like they did at the weekend, and um, well then I don't I don't know where we're going to need a defensive midfielder 
uh, tomorrow. Mm. And saying that, you know, we're playing at home. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You know, we, we're going to want, like, the team are going to want to go out and hide. They're going to want to, you know, there's the, um, there's going to be the um, the tribute to, to, to the whole tenders that we've lost uh, tomorrow and things like that. I know that we've just come off the 1982 tribute and that we couldn't really get up for that against Crystal Palace at the weekend. Maybe this team are going to want to put it right. They're going to go in, have another home home appearance, have another opportunity to send the fans away from Villa Park for, what, four months and send them away happy. And and, and hopefully they do and hopefully they, they push forward and they stay on the front foot. And I think I think we're in a better position to do that with Bundia and Coutinho starting behind Watkins. But if he starts with Bundia behind Ings and Watkins as well, then you know, we can get on board with it based on what we've seen against this team uh, before. I, I think Burnley are really going to hunker down, though. I think Burnley, a point for Burnley would be... A huge, huge result for them. Absolutely. That, yeah, I, I figure they're going to sit very deep and, and try and pick us off if they can, and they'll just they'll just stifle us. But I honestly don't think they have the firepower for it. I, th- I think they're running fairly, fairly thin at this stage, so... Um, it's, I think it's going to be a step too far for them to get out of this, but I, I definitely can't see us throwing away any points tomorrow. So do you, do you think Burnley are the team to go down? I, well, I, I don't think Burnley are going to get anything out of tomorrow night. What happens on Sunday okay. is irrelevant. I just can't see how, how they're going to get anything out of, out of tomorrow night. Now, they could come out all guns blazing and prove prove me wrong, but I, I, I think, as you said, we have a point to prove. Gerard was, was all in on that today, saying that, you know... The, the the fans deserve a performance and they're going to get a performance. So it's on his head after saying that. Yeah, and and like they they are the incumbent. They're in, they are in the incumbency of the 18th position at the moment. So like a point mm. for Burnley tomorrow is huge. Leapfrogs leads, gives them that opportunity to you know bring everybody home. Turf Moor, four o'clock Sunday versus Newcastle United, who don't have anything we need to play for. Maybe Kieran Trippier decides to do his old team a solid, scores four own goals uh, <laughs> to to uh, end the tie. Who knows? But um, you know, I think Burnley will really come tomorrow to stifle. To uh, look, they'll they'll try and get a result. They'll probably play Cornet Cornet behind um, Beghorst, and then they'll probably just hunker everybody back. And and you know, that's. That's probably what they'll do, and they look to try and break off that. Maybe try and get a corner, and you know, play dice ball. I think a small little bit tomorrow, um, yeah. which they then exactly they know exactly how to play. But I think that it's um, yeah, I think I think we're going to be frustrated, and for that point of view, no, I don't think we're going to need a defensive midfielder, and uh, it probably even heightens the need for Coutinho and Bundy to be playing, or at least to be more than just a 10, 15 minute cameo at the end for whichever one of the two doesn't start. 
So for me, I think that Steven Gerrard should be on his on the ball with regards to that and, and and give the fans what they want, I think, because at the end of the day, look, saying that we're in 14th position ourselves. We're in 14th position in the league. Who would have thought that? You know, the mm-hmm. way we're we're kind of feeling pretty good about ourselves. But a win tomorrow puts us up to 11th position. And uh, obviously, we've got Manchester City coming at uh, yeah. at the weekend. Doesn't look like we want to finish uh, finish top half because we didn't beat Crystal Palace at the weekend. Um, I think that that was an absolutely stupidly last last opportunity. Um, I'm still furious over it, to be honest with you, because I think we played so poorly and just didn't regress and did stupid things and didn't do anything the way that we'd done them in previous games. Um, and we're sitting 14th in the league because of it. Uh, so I think we're going to want to make amends I think we're going to want to score goals I hope we do score goals and uh, I hope that Stephen Gerrard you know puts out the team that will uh, puts out a team that will send uh, the fans happy into the into the off season um, after our last home game Paddy do you envisage any other kind of uh, any other kind of potential not spanners in in, in the works but do you envisage any other kind of curveballs that could be on the team like, does he do something strange like play Sanson tomorrow? Maybe, maybe not Sanson, but he he, ha- he has to he has to play Jacob Ramsey. So, who misses out? Is it Dougie? Is it is it uh, is it Nakamba? Why does he you have know? to play Jacob Ramsey? Because he's brilliant. <laughs> he came on and he was just like I just love him. I just think he has to be the first name on the team sheet. Hmm. And I, 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 I was very surprised to see him not named in, bear in mind the, the, the list that was there, not to be named in the young play, league young player of the year. I thought it was incredible that some of the names that were in there. Um, so for me, he's been absolutely unbelievable all season. And he, we went through a dip, all right, but he came on the weekend. I thought we were better with him on the pitch. So for me, he has to start. Yeah. Oh, I think he, I, I, I just took it as a given that he would be playing... Um, uh, I just, for all the talk about changes, for all the talk about squad strength, for all the talk about this, that, and the other, we haven't really, or we have had opportunities, but we haven't really taken them to to really kind of shake it up in midfield. And yeah. once again, it goes back to that. And, and the reason I'm saying that from the point of view of that, I've been sitting here saying that Jared has been experimenting in some areas, but he's also been trying to figure out what he has in other areas. And And as we all know, we're all expecting that to be a big area of upheaval in the in the off season and and an area that we um that we look to upgrade with maybe one or two players in there uh, so so maybe that's why he's playing similar players or similar setups in there because I don't know as we've said there could be one or two big names or one or two names that we've become accustomed to seeing quite a lot this season move mm-hmm. on to try just to try and recoup funds and balance books somewhere along the lines because can't well, be spending one hundred and hundred and fifty yeah. million every so often you know. And there's, there's no point in having these players that are, aren't going to be featuring. You know, we could probably we could probably all list the name the same five players that need to need to ship out. So, um, it's it's just it's just balancing the books, as you say, and and being able to to bring in a, a few bodies. And you know, we're going to get on to Tarkovsky. That that to me is a sensible signing. It, he probably won't play every week, but to bring him in on a free, I think, is a sensible signing. I didn't want to absolutely flood Aston Villa Twitter or flood Aston Villa YouTube, but I have a video made of on James Tarkovsky. It was somebody that uh, I had in my um, I had I have lined up. I'm, I'm going to try and do a player profile of somebody I think that Aston Villa could target, 
Um, not going to say that they're going to be absolutely brilliant and really, really improve us, but just somebody I think that could come in um, and that could be someone that the team could target. He was somebody on my list. I've recorded a podcast only two days ago on it. No, only today, actually. I only did it today um, for Jens Tarkovsky, and then it came out in the press. But uh, I didn't want to kind of just start releasing a load of them. Now, I might release it tomorrow. Um, actually, in fairness, I will. I'll release it tomorrow and we'll see what way it goes. But uh, I did release a, a podcast today on Maxime Lacroix um, from from Wolfsburg. If you guys haven't seen it already, put you know, try to try to get as much information in there about him as I possibly could. Um, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it because uh, I think it will be very active in the center center half market uh, over the next few weeks and months. But James Tarkovsky, look, Tarkovsky is what he is. You're not gonna. He's not your ball playing center half. He doesn't dive into rash tackles or anything. He's there to head the ball out. He was in an England in conversation for an England cap only eighteen months ago. He was in conversation to go to the Euros as well. He probably is one of those functional defenders. I can't believe he's only twenty nine as well. He's mm-hmm. only twenty nine years of age. I thought he was like thirty two, thirty three, um, but he's like he's very much like he's he's very much uh, a Sean Dyche player, and he's not your your uh, in the mold of of a new player or of a, of a new age player, should I say? But he doesn't make a ton of mistakes. That's the thing. But he doesn't make a ton of mistakes, but he needs to have somebody around him that can move. And Absolutely, yeah. Like, if we were to sign him, Paddy, and we were to sign another centre-half, which wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility, considering Kanza, who we never mentioned, is going to be out for the whole lot of the preseason um, with, with the knee injury. And, and I hope he gets better soon because it didn't look like a great injury. 16 weeks, I think, is what they said. But let's say we signed yeah. two centre-halves. What's to say that we don't move? Like, I'm still not convinced that Stephen Jordan wants to play forward back next season. I'm still not convinced. I'm still not convinced. I'm, I'm, I, I still think we could see a return to three at the back. Um, just because it seems to be the, it seems to be the fashionable formation at the moment. I'm looking at Eintracht Frankfurt. Eintracht Frankfurt, another guy who I did a podcast on who I'll be releasing in the next few weeks is uh, Evan Indica playing at left center half for Eintracht Frankfurt, who I'm looking at at the moment. And they play back three at times, and he's been amazing. I watched I watched five of his games recently, and uh, from start to finish, and 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 he's he's just he's a gem of a player. Um, but let's say Villa were to bring in someone like that, and I think the reason I'm bringing this up is that Tarkovsky can play center centrally within within a, a back three like that, and have maybe. Oh, I think he'd be perfect in a back three. Yeah, yeah. The two, Mings, the two ball player on either side of him, I think he'd be brilliant. One hundred percent. Even Mings mm. and Kanza, like Mings and Kanza beside him, it would really kind of shore the two of them up and allow them to go mm. wide. It would allow our full backs to go forward as well. But look, um, for me. I'd be underwhelmed if he was the only centre half we brought in. I'm going to be honest. I'd be, I'd be more underwhelmed with his signing than I would have the signing of of he who shall not be named from Uruguay. Uh, well, I tell you, I, I I think we're going to get a couple of shocks this summer, and I think the number one shock is going to be at centre half, where we could see both Mings and Konza not on the on the starting team sheet come August when the first game comes around. I think that is very possible. I, if you were to put a gun to my head, I would have said Kanza potentially could have been sold, but now he's injured, he won't be. Yeah, I that, agree was, that was going to be like my end of season hot yeah. take. That Kanza mm-hmm. was one of, the, one of the guys we could recoup money on. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have, wouldn't have been down for it. Like I'm not advocating we sell him, but 
you know, I think it was within the realms of possibility that we could have we could have uh, looked to move on and looked to upgrade from him. Um, but I don't know. I th I think we see Mings, and Mings and Kanza will certainly be here next mm. season. I just think I think, that we're going to bring I think in that's for a whole different podcast, which we'll get to it probably is. maybe the first week in June when when the transfer window is about to open. It is, yeah, yeah, it is. And look, we know that we're going to have to going to have to plow money. Ad is saying here that you know we're going to have to plow money into a quality uh, defensive central midfielder. Yeah. But I suppose once again, if the rumors are to be believed, and if if we still are in the fight for Bubakar Kamara, you know, if we are still there somewhere along the line, um, and we do manage to pull that one out of the bag, like that, that's that frees up money. I know wages are another aspect and whatever else. But it's like James Carcox, he isn't going to come here and play for free either. He was not going to be no. getting 100 grand. But if he's going on a free transfer, this is his last big contract. He's not going to come here and play for 30,000, 40,000 a week. There's no way no. in the world. If he's going to leave in Burnley on a free transfer, he's looking to get his bag of money. You well, know? you can so, probably be uh, sure he's probably not on that kind of money at Burnley. So uh, <laughs> that remains. I, I'd imagine pain. he will be on 30,000, 40,000 at Burnley. No bother. Yeah, but he 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 will he will get a, a signing on lump as well, so that that will be more beneficial to him than the than yeah. the wages itself. Yeah, 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 exactly. But uh, yeah, look, I'm going to file that one under. I'd be interested in it uh, under the right circumstances. Um, mm -hmm. but if he was our marquee defensive defensive signing, um, yeah, I just I I just think that it just feeds into if anyone's seen the podcast that I did on on Maxime Lacroix earlier on, it feeds into what. I feel Gerard doesn't want us to do, and it's backing off attackers and retreating back to our box and trying to trying to defend everything on the edge of our eighteen yard box, which we're extremely guilty of. We're guilty of it under Stephen under Dean Smith as well, you know. And there's only so long you can do that, and I think it's becoming a dying art in the Premier League. I think you need to engage people a small bit higher up, and I think that's why the back three is becoming becoming very. Um, popular in parts of the Premier League is that you if you if you have one person that goes to engage uh, earlier or, or further up the field it allows you maybe just to slow down attacks so midfielders can come back and you still have your two, other two center halves that are there to mop up the pieces or to pick up strikers specifically when we when teams are only playing one striker up top at the moment but it's uh it, it's an interesting one and I I just don't know what way we're going to go but um for for James Tarkovsky uh, as I say, I'd need to know a bit more context in uh, in and around uh, what the end of our transfer window looks like before I'd be mm. able to give it a grading on that signing, so to say. But um, my initial my initial thoughts on it are a bit underwhelming, to be honest with you, uh, yeah. based well, on what we could get. Look, he he, uh, he he did address it today in a way that he was he was fairly confident that, that his business will be done. I can't remember. I'm paraphrasing here now because I can't remember exactly what he said, but. Bear in mind that we're going to Australia towards the back end of preseason. The yeah. business is going to have to be done at you know at the at the beginning of the transfer window. We don't That's want to be point. bringing at this at, after the last couple of years. We don't want to be bringing guys in after the season starts or or at the end of the transfer window and panicking. He, we want them to bring in the targets that he went for and and to get it done nice and early, and we can all relax and enjoy the summer and look forward to seeing. Uh, big names in around are already big name that we've signed already. So um, there's exciting times ahead, and by exciting, I don't mean Luis Suarez or, or Tarkovsky. I, I I think there'll be bigger yeah. names in there too. I think I think there'll be more more names to get excited about. Should I say as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's interesting too. Um, yeah, so still one all in Rangers and Frankfurt eight minutes to go, and uh, 
might be penalties in this one. So what we're going and we also obviously have the super villains documentary that's going to be on BT Sport One and probably going to be delayed now, but it's supposed to be on at eleven o'clock. Uh, it's probably going to be delayed now with this game. <laughs> so uh, I hope everybody's hunkering down for that one and, and gets a chance to watch it. I'm looking forward to watching it, Paddy. Um, they've done a lot of advertising of it on BT, and yeah. uh, it's good to see Aston Villa. Do you know what? It's a, it's a bit shitty that it's on at 11 o'clock at night, to be honest with you. You know, I feel the team deserves more than that. But look, it's it's ours, and we're going to watch I've, I've got to, I, I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to enjoy it anyway. And uh, so for, put it on whatever time you want. You'd still have you'd still have forty thousand people. Like if they were to show it in Villa Park tonight, you'd have forty thousand people show up to watch it. You know, so and to be, and to be honest, and in fairness to to BT Sport, it, it it's obviously premiering at eleven o'clock. They will repeat it several times. And if you're listening back to this podcast, you do have the facility to watch the game on the BT Sport website or watch yes. the documentary on the website. So you can go back and I don't know whether that'll work overseas or or how it works. But Aston Villa did put that on their story today. So yeah. um, if, if it's too late for you or you're listening to this podcast tomorrow, uh, that is the situation. You should be able to watch it there and it will be repeated. Yeah, absolutely. So we welcome Burnley in their quest for Premier League survival tomorrow night. Uh, it's an 8pm kickoff, isn't it, Paddy, tomorrow night? Is it 8pm? I believe so, night? yeah. Um, so that means we're going to be with you with a Team Sheet Tantrum 650. Team Sheet Tantrum will be in association with the Villa View and with Boohoo Man. So you'll be able to catch us on here or on the, the Villa View's uh, um, YouTube channel as well. Um, so basically, we what, what we've gotten from this podcast is we've no idea what team he's going to put out. He could put out the same team, could put out a bonkers team. All we know is <laughs> maybe Martinez might start. Could be Robin Olsen could start. Uh, I've no idea what way the poll finished that I set up for the, the Buendia Coutinho piece. Um, I'll actually try and check that now if I can find it. Uh, no, can't find it. I don't know where it's gone to. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to say that you were right, whatever you picked. You were dead right. Um, but I think the both of them are going to stay. It's going to start. And we've no idea. Who's going to play midfield either, except for how he says that Jacob Ramsey has to start. So this is the kind of hard-hitting analysis where we pin our colours to the mast. You come to the podcast for that. There's no ifs, buts, and maybe's. There's no fence sitting. There's no splinters in the hole. You've got away here and you know exactly what may or may not or probably will happen tomorrow. And uh, and that's why they pay us the big bucks. But... Um, in all seriousness, we'll be back again tomorrow with a team sheet tantrum and we'll know more. We'll be able to discuss it more. 6.50, catch us here. Catch us on the Villa View, uh, Villa View uh, YouTube page as well. Um, let's all get in, get inside and get started with uh, whatever we want for the Villa uh, documentary on BT Sports. And we'll catch you again tomorrow. But in the meantime, stay safe. And all that's left to say is up the Villa. Up the Villa. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.